kind of get everybody in the, the mood, the spirit of tonight as we remember what Christ did for us beginning on Monday, Thursday as he met with those disciples in the upper room and then ultimately in the garden beyond till Friday and the cross. So let's pray to start the evening. Father God, as we begin to think, really consider what you did on this night so many years ago, Father, we thank you for that gift. We pray that it never loses its meaning, its impact in our lives. We pray that it has such a great impact that we will not hesitate to share it with anyone that does not know your love yet. This is what you came to do. You came for everyone. Father, we love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, it could have been a night a lot like tonight. Cold, the wind howling. We know that it was chilly on that Thursday evening before the cross because we read of Peter gathered around a barrel of fire burning as he denies the Christ, even ever knowing him while Jesus is in those illegal trials and being interrogated. Tonight, I, I just want to share with you a few simple things from the perspective of the cross. I want us to remember that Jesus knew exactly what was going to happen. And he routinely, he, all, he multiple times told the disciples what was going to happen and how it was going to happen, but they, they just couldn't comprehend what they were going to do to their Jesus. Jesus tells them that he must go to Jerusalem. He must suffer many things at the hands of the chief priests and the elders and teachers of the law and that he must be killed. And on the third day raised to life, it was at that point that Peter grabbed Jesus, took him aside and said, never, never will we let this happen to you. To which Jesus replied, Peter, get behind me, Satan. You're a stumbling block to me. Do you, you don't have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross. And follow me, for whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me will find it. Now this was a powerful message from Jesus on that particular day, but not even the great Peter could understand that Jesus had to go and do this thing in order to save all of mankind. Good Friday is the day that we remember the crucifixion of Jesus. But there's more to it than just remembering what happened. It's a call. It's a call for each and every human being to the foot of the cross for every man, woman, and child to come and re re recognize what Jesus did for them. How hard, how painful, how lonely it was for Jesus and how devastating it was for his closest friends, his family, and his followers. In this time of social isolation that so many of us are experiencing, can you imagine how the closest friends and followers and family of Jesus felt during this time as they laid him in that dark tomb on that Friday night. They first lost a friend, maybe a relative, a teacher, and they lost the man they thought was their Messiah. But beyond that, they're now all alone. Many of them had lost everything. They gave up everything to follow this man in the dream that he had shared with them. 
They'd left behind family, friends, jobs, you name it. And now, not only were they in hiding, but they were in the ultimate quarantine as they feared for their life, wondering why wouldn't the religious leaders come for them next. They were isolated for sure. Imagine, in your time of isolation right now, what it would have been like to have been them. Maybe today it's, it's hard for you to consider the cross, to really even think about the cross because you know what? A lot of people have a problem with the cross. Let me tell you, everyone ultimately has a problem with the cross. The problem is that Jesus, that Jesus is full of power and full of wisdom and yet his power and his wisdom are what led him to the cross to save us. A brutal denial of everything that he had ever done before. Those who had seen his power couldn't help but wonder, why Jesus, why aren't you using that power right now at the time you need it the most? Those who saw his intelligence wondered how someone so smart and so meticulous, how could he have miscalculated this moment so badly? Both sides missed what Jesus and his father were saying. Jesus said, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it dies, it produces many. John 12, 24. You see, Jesus' words weren't the only parable. Jesus' life was itself a parable. It wasn't just the people of Jesus' day who had a problem with the cross. People today still have a problem dealing with the cross. Religious-minded people want miracles. They want power. They want change right now. Intellectual-minded people want wisdom and truth. What God offers all of us first is the cross. The earliest believers called the cross the wisdom of God, the power of God. It's found in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 23. This is a stumbling block for those of us to consider today. That both his power and his wisdom led him to the cross. People really don't want to think about such things. Not many people respect suffering and very, very few would ever choose to endure it. But can I remind you that Things are always darkest just before they go pitch black. And then in the blackness of truth, the truth that our own power and our own intelligence is never enough, then and only then we can begin to discover that we need to rely solely on the promises of God. Amen and amen. Consider that very thought today. As things darken, as things appear to be getting darker and there is no hope for so many on the horizon, it's only in that absolute darkness that we realize that man's intelligence, man's power is limited. And the only way we can overcome such things is through the wisdom and power of God. But Friday, but Friday also means the beginning of change, doesn't it? Good Friday provides the opportunity to proclaim that once you've been to the cross, everything else changes, doesn't it? 
stumbling blocks and foolishness turn into power and wisdom. The cross changes everything. If there's been something that you feel like has been pursuing you, if you've been seeking change in your life, if something just has to give, then perhaps the event that will change everything for you is the cross. If you've tried and tried and tried and tried and nothing is changing, maybe you haven't been to the cross. Now we know Easter is just around the corner. There's an empty tomb waiting for us on Sunday, isn't there? But first, it's about the cross. Why are we in such a hurry to rush Jesus to heaven? Well, it's because the cross really doesn't fit into our picture of how things ought to be. It didn't fit into their picture on that night either. Friday is the road to Sunday. It was the road for Jesus. And it's the road for me you as well. We must call people to the cross. We must want to embrace, we all want to embrace the resurrection and that is great. But Jesus first calls us to the cross. There is no Easter Sunday without Good Friday. There is no resurrection without the cross. Finally tonight, Jesus, unlike any other human ever before, demonstrated faith over circumstances. Can I be honest with you? You might have even heard this said recently. God promises never to leave or forsake you, and He does. And He does. But it doesn't always feel that way, does it? Especially right now. So many suffering. So let me share with you two phrases that Jesus uttered from the cross. The first being, why have you forsaken me, God? Why have you forsaken me? And then moments later, Father, into your hands, I commend my spirit. Now, how can those two phrases go together? How on one hand, God seems to have left Christ all alone. And moments later, the two seem to be one again. You see... Jesus, even at his death, showed us how to trust the Father beyond our circumstances. Jesus predicted his death and his resurrection. It's, it's one thing to predict the future. It's an entirely another to actually know what's going to happen and then go to the cross willingly. At least three times he shared this destiny with his disciples. They didn't understand more challenging still is the fact that Jesus embraced this destiny by faith. He knew the Father's promise of the resurrection. But death, you see, death still laid in front of him. And I must help you understand this. Death was still death. Even for Jesus, the pain, the suffering, the separation was real. Even for Christ. It was his trust in the Father's promise that caused him to give up his very own life. As a man, Jesus modeled for us how to trust the Father. As we all long for this virus to be behind us, 
and for all the uncertainty of what lies ahead to be revealed. Can we take this moment tonight and in our privacy of our own homes, bow before our Creator, get down literally physically on our knees and give thanks for what He did to save all humanity from an eternity of pain and suffering. Tonight, wherever you are, whether you're a longtime follower of Jesus or someone who has just heard about His love for the first time tonight, will you allow the Spirit of God to move you to your knees? Whether you want to cry out a prayer of thanksgiving for all that He has done for you, or a prayer of confession for all that you have done wrong toward Him, either way, He knows and He loves you. He loves you so much that He died for you on a cross, which we remember tonight. The final thing we want to do tonight is uh, remember that sacrifice, literally, as Jesus asked us to do. And so if you have those elements prepared right now, please take them with me. If you don't, then uh, when we're done, just go ahead and grab a cracker, any juice, drink at all around the house will work to remember the sacrifice. It was that night before the crucifixion where Jesus introduced the Lord's Supper as He sat around that table with those men and shared with Him the reality of what was about to happen and they still didn't understand. They still didn't understand, but we do. And He asks us to, to take this and remember Him. And so, if you will with me, remember that broken body, that bread that you have, and the sacrifice that was made for you on that Friday so many years ago. Take that small cup of juice, whatever you have. Remember that blood that was poured out for you on that cross. Father God, uh, none of us can imagine what you went through. None of us can imagine being there, being a part of that day as this all unfolded. But Father, we know it did. We know it's true. We believe it. Father, we are eternally thankful and grateful. We just pray that not only will we never forget what you did, but Father, we will never forget to share what you did with an unbelieving world all around us. Father, as we long to celebrate on Sunday, we can rest in the truth that we know already exists. That the cross could not hold you. The grave could not keep you. Father, you are our King forever. And we love you. Amen. Thank you for joining us tonight. We look forward to meeting with you on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. on our website, bccbrazil.org. Invite all that you know to join us for this Easter celebration like no other. Thank you again for joining us tonight. Good night.